Hello everyone, Cecil Martin here. Hey, this is Hunter Henry. What's up, man? This is Max Crosby, part of Raider Nation. Hey, this is Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. Hey, it's Tyler Lockett of the Seattle Seahawks. Hey, this is Jerry Judah, wide receiver for the Denver Broncos, and you're listening to the 14-yard NFL podcast. Hello and welcome to the Full 10 Yards and NFL podcast. I am your host Sam Moores yet again and this is our week 3 recap. We're getting through these now the seasons in full swing. And joining me, the same person who joined me in week 1 to start off the season, it's Ollie Darcy. How you doing mate? I'm good Sam, I'm good. It's uh, good to be back and uh, debriefing all these games. Are coming, coming, coming thick and fast, can't believe it's week 3 already. It's gone way too quick already. I know Far man, I quick. know. We watched all these games together last night, or well, most of them together at least anyway. Uh, and, uh, well, we can only start in one place, really. We can only start in, in Miami, where uh, Mike McDaniel went back to his roots to beat Sean Payton and the Broncos as the Dolphins put 70 past Vance Joseph's defence. They were one of only four teams ever to put 70 points up and to do and the first to do so since 1966, which is just mental. And obviously it's a score of as well, because no one's scoring 70 points. Um yeah, both Devon Chain and Raheem Mostert had four touchdowns, two running backs. And uh, actually, the two of them, they, they used... Mike McDonald cleverly used both of them a lot of the time in the same uh, in the same formations there. Both of them in, t- in 21 personnel, uh, both of them in the field. And it's hard to guess there who's going to go where and what's going to happen, which is just genius. And his part is so smart, having two running backs next to each other at the same time. Uh, it was actually his first like, proper big game. He was active last week, but didn't really have an impact against New England. Uh, he was in, he stepped up in the place of the injured Savon Ahmed, who's had a great season as well. So there's three running backs that the Dolphins have got that have had a good season so far. Uh, had 18 carries for, for 203 yards. He had 11.3 yards per carry, two rushing touchdowns, two receiving touchdowns. Uh, and that was in his first proper NFL game, um, the third round pick out of Texas A&M. And he's, he's a track, he was a track uh, runner at AC, uh, Texas A&M, as was Raheem Mostert, as was Tyreek Hill as well. This team is so fast. And once once they get past a couple of defenders, they're gone. Honestly, we, we saw it last night, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, when Miami have a team like that, 70-point performances, I mean, you don't get it often. But... They're just so explosive that they can happen. I mean, I got—I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't score another 50 points against a really poor defence again. Because some of the explosive players they have is just unbelievable. Tua, I mean, you were saying MVP yesterday. I mean, he's honestly throwing himself towards that conversation. He's maybe not there yet. It is only week three, but he's throwing himself there when you have three incompletions throughout the game, you're doing something right, aren't you? I mean, and then with the speed, with Hill, with Shane, with Moster, it's just unbelievable talent-wise. They did all this they, about Jalen Waddle as well. All this about Jalen Waddle. And that as well. <laughs> I mean, having, having Tyreek Hill is just it's just so good. He is just safety blanket for two. those two just get each other. It is just very good. But as you said, that 21 personnel just absolutely destroyed Vance Joseph for the Broncos and yeah, I mean Miami are going to be a very dangerous team to watch out for a Shane is someone that could cause problems if he keeps playing the way he's playing if he, obviously if he runs for 203 yards every game then he's going to be unbelievable that's not going to happen but 
he's shown potential and uh, there's there's a lot to like about, about this Miami Dolphins team. Obviously, you say, oh, week one, shootout game. Week two, they then backed up. And week three, they've just done this, which is just obscene. And they could be very dangerous. But I'm waiting to see what they do later on in the season because we saw this last season, didn't we? They went, what, was it six in a row? And then they lost eight in a row, was it? Or was it the yeah, other so, way Yeah, so they won three in a row, then two got hurt on Thursday Night Football in week yeah. four. Yes. Lost lost five, uh, five in a row when he was out. or no, Lost three in a row. Then won five in a row, um, and then two. Then they lost five. They lost five. Uh, five in a row after that. Um, to I think it was like still, the, the Chargers, the, the Niners, yeah, the Packers, uh, and then they yeah they made the playoffs at the end of the year um, before Tua's concussion, obviously. Um, but like, I think the Dolphins would have been an eleven or twelve win team last year. Um, they, had, they, they, they probably could have. Probably yeah, could have. Sure. And like, you know, if Tua yeah. stayed healthy, it could have been even more. But um, yeah. yeah, there was the. Uh, it we've seen that they can play in cold weather. Now that was another thing that happened with Tua last year. It was like, oh, we can play in cold weather. Well, they went to Buffalo in the snow and they scored about twenty-eight points in the Buffalo defense that night. Yeah. Uh, so we we know that before. The, the only thing that the Dolphins really, the only thing that you know worries me about this team to stop them slowing down is Tua's health. That's the only thing because yeah. they, the last two years they've answered every single question we've had about this set of personnel. It's just yeah, it's just can you stay healthy and. Can you adjust? And um, I think this year they've answered that. Can you adjust that question? Because McDonald's has done a different thing in every single game we've they've played so far. It yeah. was very it was very pass heavy against the Chargers, very run heavy against the Patriots, and it was balanced as as possible in this game, um, which we we didn't really see a balanced offense at all last year. They didn't go to the run game, which was effective last year. They didn't go to it as much as they should have done. I think they was learned that from last year and they've sort of put that into this year. And obviously, you know, when you get 370 yards on the ground, on the ground or whatever it was in, in, in a game, then you're doing something right, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 it's nice to see because he's now coming into his own in that head coach role. Like last year, he was making some nice calls, but there were just questionable calls half the time. And it was just in those key moments they were losing games down the stretch, which really hindered them. Uh, this season, I mean, it's three games in, but he is, as you said, changing, adjusting perfectly, and he's becoming what Miami would have wanted him to. Whereas we see a lot of head coaches just like plateau. McDaniel is just skyrocketing at the moment, and it, it's, I mean, it's only positive things out in Miami, isn't it? For sure. Uh, you mentioned Tua. He looked great again, but he wasn't really able to do much this, this game, which was great for him because, you know, when the the Denver, the Denver defense stepped up, you know, sorry, stepped off and basically just let Miami cook over the middle, short passes, and that's where a lot of uh, our chain and Mottis yards came from as well because uh, they, they had three receiving TDs between between uh, between them. Um, like I said, didn't throw incompletion until midway through the third quarter. Still in 26 for 309 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, like I said, he's he's the MVP uh, bookie's favourite uh, three three weeks. He's probably been the best quarterback three three weeks as well because Mahomes hasn't been great, Burrow hasn't been great, Lamar Jackson has had an off game, Josh Allen's had an off game. He's the only one that's been consistent three three games. Um, but yeah, and and uh, the just before going to Denver, yeah, the two no look passes he threw his first ever touchdown <laughs> was right hand as well. Which is something yeah. one of them they looked of was, was of his right hand, um, and uh, and he, and again another deep ball to Tyreek right at the start of this game that sort of set the tone really early on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the Dolphins had a great defensive game plan. But yeah, as for Denver, 
Honestly, their offense isn't the issue. Russell Wilson looked great. He played really well yesterday. Probably his best game as a Bronco. And yet they sit 0-3. And they probably should be 2-1, to be honest with you. They're so poorly coached, especially on defense. They've they've had six straight quarters the last two weeks of absolute diabolical defense from from, from Vance Joseph. I mean, Charlie Tate to the chat today, right? They've even even got a a petition out to Denver fans to fire Vance Joseph after three weeks, which I think just shows how bad it's been. Um, the Cortland Sutton as well. He had two fumbles, um, which again gave the Dolphins. The De- but Denver didn't really hurt themselves. Sutton with two fumbles, both knocked out by J- Javon Holland. Um, put a really damper over an overall good day for Cortland Sutton as well. Who had a touch and had another one called back for a pass interference play as well. But they, they had so many penalties. They're so ill disciplined. I just didn't expect this from a Sean Payton team at all. You know, he's getting the best QB play he's had since Drew Brees. You know, and he made all those comments about Nathaniel Hackett at the end of last year. You know, and probably you know, sorry, at the start of this year. And minus the Bears, they're probably the worst coach team in the league through the first three weeks of the season. It just, it just feels like you know, karma's hit this Broncos team because, you know, again, it's not Peyton's unit; it's a defense that has let him down the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, but honestly, what are your thoughts on the Broncos, man? Because it, it's just hard to talk about. There's so many things you can point to, and it's not Russell Wilson. It's not like. I tell, I, I tell you, what, it's they honestly could be up there with the worst coached teams, along with the Bears. And it's not even the offense. Or I wouldn't even say it's Sean Payton's fault because the offense they didn't look all, they didn't look awful. Russ Wilson's playing his best ball in the last two three years. Probably he's looked really nice. They've got the receivers, and I wouldn't say Sean Payton's been calling bad games. Really, they, I mean they put up loads of points last year. How many was it? Thirty plus points. Yeah, thirty, 30 plus points. Last, Thirty-four. Yeah. I think they scored last week. Yeah, that's not. That's not. Twenty today. It's, it's fifty-four in two games. Yeah, that's that is nothing. And to put them in the category for the poorly coached teams, must it just shows how atrocious that defense is. And I mean, I've spoken about poor defenses. I spoke about poor defenses when I was on here the week one recap. And their defense is just abysmal. And they've got the players. They've got what? They've got Pat Satan. Simmons' injury is a kicker. It is a kicker. Mm. But they've got Pat Satan. DJ Jones is there as well. Randy Gregory. Yeah, they've got they've got players. And to not get a single sack for a start is poor, poor against a banged up Miami O line. It's not their starting O line, is it? No, um, it, it, this was this was the first game with the starting. O-line. Oh, was it the first game? But, Sorry, but. Okay. It, I think I mean, that shows what the Dolphins O line, you know, the improvements they've made to that this year. Getting yeah, that, Isaiah Wynn in a left well. guard and having to run Armstead back. And, you know, two has been sat, I think, once in the past three games. You know, yeah. they're, 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 they are, they didn't, they allowed two pressures yesterday, no sacks. And it's, you know, second time with no sacks as well this season because they didn't allow a second in the Chargers game either. And that was against Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack. It, it, that shows how good this Dolphins offensive yeah. line has been so far, which is crucial if they are going to keep two healthy because he can't take yeah. hits. Definitely. I mean, I, no sacks is poor. It's just poor full stop. And then their game plan, I just cannot get my head around. And it, what it started was it was even the first play, first, like the, the first big play. Tyreek Hill has no one within about twenty meters of him, and yet yeah. it might be blown coverage, it might be on the players, but that just kept that middle of the field was just abused. And yeah, you had two three uh, players on Robbie Chosen, formerly Robbie Anderson. You had three players yeah. on him, but no one on Tyreek Hill on that big play. It's just brain dead football, isn't it? It's just unreal. Um, 
I, I don't want to see the Broncos getting walloped 70 to 20 because it's not fun. But they're, they're honestly, they, they could only win four or five games if this defense is just as slack as it is. It's just, it's, it's sad. It's sad to see. But to, you can put them in the worst coach teams purely on their defense. Vance Joseph is just, he's just throwing all this talent away. <laughs> Yeah, it's defence and penalties for sure. Uh, uh-huh. If you're a Broncos fan, at least Marvin Mims is not in on your kit return. was cool. <laughs> at, least you got, at least you got to see that. Uh, they got a massive game next week against the Bears. They have to win that oh. one for sure. Cause, cause that is that is going to be one hell of a game. The two of the yeah. worst teams that we've seen this season uh, facing off. Two out of three teams. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that one goes next week. <laughs> on to a huge shock uh, this one well going into the game it was a huge shock anyway but by the time the game started it really didn't feel like a shock because the Cowboys just did not turn up we said that the Cardinals defence was good in the preview pod me and Owen did and they, sh- they showed us why again shocking the, the Dallas Cowboys you know on the other hand as well the highly t- Dallas defence couldn't deal with the Cardinals run game they over 200 yards on the ground um, you know in the first game about Tr- Tr- uh, Trayvon Diggs who's out for the year unfortunately um, I, did, I didn't think they'd be it'd be that big of an issue in the pass game, which it wasn't. But in the run game, they 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 did let up, and maybe they're all demotivated after that. I don't know, but they really laid an egg. The Cowboys did here. Um, yeah, like I said, Josh Dobbs, his legs are a, a real weapon. He had fifty or five yards, including a massive run at the start of the game. He had, he did the same thing last week at the Giants too. Um, James Cotter, fourteen carries for ninety eight yards and a TD, seven yards per carry on average as well. And then Rondell Moore had a forty five yard rushing touchdown too. That's, that's over two hundred yards on the ground for the for the Cardinals. Cardinals in there, yeah. I mean, straight away, just what what a game this was. It's it just, it's just. It, I mean, yeah. the Cardinals were the biggest underdog this week. They're joint with the, with the Bears at twelve and a half point um, underdogs, and and they managed to win this game. Wow. I mean, I was uh, this was the get. I was really, I was focused on this game on the late window, really, because it was a bit of a. It was a pretty rubbish late window, to be honest. You had what the Chiefs and the Bears, and then. Uh, Seahawks and Carolina, which was that was quite a yeah. good game, but that because of how this game went, it was just so I was just I was fixed on it. I really was because I, I like I like what the Cardinals are doing. I really really do. I mean, you, we all saw that preseason video, of what, quite possibly the worst motivational speech from their from their head coach, and like it's just they they've they've turned up. They have turned up. They have. They've shown they can do something. Everyone thought their offense is going to be pretty poor, and they didn't show that yesterday. And they, we knew what their defense could do, and they just keep doing it. And they, they are, they were fighting for everything. I think they're a team with a chip on their shoulder because everyone said, "Oh, they're going to get the first pick." It's been like everyone has said this will happen, and they've come in and they're playing the best football they possibly can. And it was one of those games where, what, 12 and a half point underdogs, and they were just constantly punching Dallas in the mouth. And we've seen loads of these games over the last three, four years where teams come in, just walk in, and they think, oh, yeah, easy, 20-point-plus win. And they just get punched in the mouth on the ground. It was one of those, it was a proper old school, defensively will grind you down and we will run you into the ground. And that is what Arizona did, and it was it was good to see. And Josh Dobbs, I mean, it, 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 he did what he needed to do. He managed the game, no interceptions, 
only four incompletions as well. He did his thing. Uh, James Connor looked very nice. He had some good blocking in their defense. Just stop, just stop Dallas. So we will get onto the Cowboys. I'm sure you've got some things to say about them. But for me personally, watching that Cardinals performance was really was almost refreshing. It was a really nice thing to see. And uh, yeah, that was a huge win for them. And they will spring some surprises, especially with that defense. Yeah. I've said the last two weeks, I've said that the Cardinals will win a game. The Cardinals, Cardinals will win a game. Because before, people were, were even struggling to pick a win on their schedule because it's a really difficult schedule. But, yeah. uh, for, I mean, for sure, like, my, you can tell which team is a better coach team, and it's the Cardinals. And it's been the same for the last three weeks. It was the same in Washington. It was the same against the Giants last week. And it was, and they got their win this week because they have, they have come with a great game plan. They've got guys who've got a chip on their shoulder who, you know, these tanks never work. They never work because what you what you end up doing is actually finding players who want to play football, you know, because yeah. this you know this is their final chance. We saw it with Miami. The Miami team at time, they ended up winning five games at the end of the year, and you, you found players in that stretch who still play for the team today. You have uh, Zach Seeler, who's, who's a starter on defence. Nick Needham, who will be when he comes back off pup list. You find Andrew Van Ginkle, who's a starter on defence. There's three, there's three players who play a key role in the Dolphins team that are still there four years later and you know are probably the best team in the NFL now. Is they 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 never they never work because you can't ask players to play badly, right? And ultimately as well, the Cardinals have got, you know, a great defensive play core in Gannon. Their offense has worked Josh Dobbs has worked with their offensive coordinator before in um, in Tennessee, in Cleveland. Um one of the two last year, I believe. And it, it, it's 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 just the, like yeah, they're they're so well coached when on the other hand Mike McCarthy's offense just does not look good whatsoever. Yeah, they can run the ball. They can run the ball with Callum Moore. That's not a that's not a change. You know, they've got a good offense line. They can run the ball. You know, Tony Pollard, you know, Rico Dowdle, Deuce Vaughn, all of them make plays in the in the run game. But they're getting no value at quarterback whatsoever. They're not. Josh Dobbs was a better quarterback yesterday on the ground and in the air. Right, Dak threw so many balls into contested coverage, it blew my mind. Actually, right, I'm not even joking. Of his 15 incompletions, nine of them were pass breakups into 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 a. Uh, into contested coverage, you know, uh, you know, I felt like I saw it so many times, and and ninety percent of the time it was won by you know an Arizona defender, you know, and he was probably lucky to only have you know one interception because it could have been two, it could have been three, you know, it just you know, every every player on the Cardinals team has something to prove, right? And this is a very good sign for the future of the franchise, you know. You know, Matt Pratt over a 62-yard field goal before the half really took a sting out of the Dallas, you know, Dallas Cowboys because they went 16 down. You know, they you know they pegged it back, and then that happened right before the half. And Dallas, you know, they let up a big field goal right before half time. They come up, you know, and they and and they find themselves trailing 12 points in the fourth quarter. You know, and then, and then Mike McCarthy at, at this point as well, he starts running the ball when the team is playing 12 <laughs> points in the fourth quarter. He starts to try and establish a run game, which just makes no sense. And we having some fun about it on the chat last night, and it just like. It, it just, it, I just, I just, you know, this is a man, by the way, who who got the Cowboys job because on his and his year off after the Packers, he said, "Oh, I'm revitalized. I've I've learned how the you know the NFL is now. I've I've learned all these new ways to call plays and how offenses work and everything." Right when it just from what we've seen in three first three weeks, it sucks. It absolutely sucks, and it's a shame because the Dallas defense is really good. And yeah, they didn't play well today. Sorry, yesterday, but they're they're clearly not a problem. And I mean. You got an average callback in Dak Prescott, and someone like McCarthy is not going to get the best out of him at all. Um, yeah, well, just what were your thoughts with that, Ollie? I, I I totally agree with you. I mean, I've got I've got some experience with Mike McCarthy. I I uh, I know what he can do, and it can be really good, but it is outdated. And 
the last couple of years in Green Bay were tough, so so tough. And like when he first came into Dallas, it looked nice and pretty. And I, even then, it was still a bit stagnant half the time. And now it's just, it's just te- it's almost tedious football, isn't it? And he's not going to get the best out of Dak Prescott because that's not the Mike McCarthy style quarterback, is it? And Dak isn't going to function well in that. But as you said, some of his throws are just. They're so questionable. It's just, it's just unreal. I mean, they were. I think I'm right in saying last year they were the most efficient in the red zone, and this and yesterday they were just field goal. It was just field goal city yesterday. They, they can't. You can't. You can't do that. One of five in the red zone. That's against the Cardinals. I mean, all Cardinals. They are playing. They're playing tough. They're playing very well. But if you're not putting anything in the reds if you're not putting anything in the end zone against the cardinals and you can't convert down the stretch in the playoffs you're that's just that's just one and done written all over it i mean yeah your defense could lift you and push you through a couple of games but your offense has to do something that's the way the league is going defenses will win your championships i still believe that but to get through the playoffs your offense needs to do something and this offense is just it's just not there it, it it's and it's I don't really know how because their run game is so good. It, it comes down to coaching yet again. I mean, Tony Pollard had 122 yards and he, they lost the game. They only put 16 points up, and that's because they didn't decide to do that from the first play of the game. And it's just it's questionable. And they're going to have games where their defense doesn't turn up, and that's not well. It, you you say it's not the defense's fault. It probably isn't because. They will have games where they're not as dominant. I mean, they still had what? Well, they had two sacks, uh, no interceptions. Josh Dobbs game managed very nicely. But well, twenty-eight points is like the average you'll see on an NFL yeah. field. You know, that's that's not bad. That's not bad no. by any means. You'll see that you know fairly regularly. You know, the Dolphins hit seventeen. You know, last night. You know, the, the, <laughs> so yeah. many points are being hit now in in the NFL that is. Gets to the point where you know, twenty eight is just you know an average score. So you know, like I said, I don't, and the Cowboys should be able to score twenty eight. But right now, I do not see them scoring twenty eight points on offense. You know, when they blew out uh-huh. the Giants again, most of those scores were given to them by the Giants yeah. or offense themselves. They were so, pick sixes and they had two scooping scores, didn't they? That game. Oh, there was yeah. a couple of pick a sixes. Field goal for a touchdown. And it's like, yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, you just that's it's not sustainable. Yeah, they'll win you. A few games and it'll look pretty in the regular season but come playoff time it's not going to do you anything is it and they all look they looked really good and Vegas always loved them they go they went 2-0 and with some absolutely dominant performances but it's just that was that's a gut punch for their players and the fans as well because it's just that was a proper football game and they just got beat that, that's, that's just how it is they just got beaten and it's not it wasn't it's not a good look for them at all. And Arizona will be really happy. They'll well, they'll be thrilled with it, and they'll take great confidence in it for the rest of the season. Yeah, it just feels like the same old Cowboys. So it's exactly what it feels like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and oh, by the way, just to finish, Dak's uh, interception right at the end of the game into, into the end zone was awful. Straight to Kaiser. Oh, like, yeah. No one, no one round him. Just like uh, I, I tell you, I'm just break, I'll break that down. It, well, just a little bit. 
because I don't know what he's seeing because seeing someone in the back of the end zone, there are two players directly in front of, is he targeting CD Lamb? Is that on that player? Or is it Gallup? I don't, I, know don't, who I don't know who he's looking for. You can't for. see it. There's no. three Cardinals players around where he's throwing that football. Just, I just, I do not understand what goes. I mean, obviously he was looking, he's looking for a touchdown. It's near the end of the game, but it's just, it is brain dead. And yeah, it's, it's not a good look. Yeah, for sure. Okay, Ollie, on to the uh, final of the games we're going to break down today uh, in depth before going through all the rest of them. The Packers were comeback winners against the Saints, 18-17. The Saints were in control, 17 up. Uh, Then Derek Carr left the game with a shoulder injury. And the Lovender Packers earned a comeback to go 2-1 in the season. Uh, Derek Carr suffered an AC sprain in his shoulder, which doesn't sound as bad as it could have been. Um, On a third and nine hit from Rashawn Gary in the third quarter, when the Saints were 17 up, uh, 17 to nothing up. Uh, and Jordan Love, who didn't look great early on, missing a fair few throws, then led the Packers on three yeah. straight scoring drives to win 17-18. to 18. Thoughts, Ollie? Uh, <laughs> well, I'm happy. I, 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 no, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. Uh, look, I mean, it's, it, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. Um, I'll get onto injuries very soon. But I, I, I will say that... Jordan Love had a very poor fourth quarter in Arizona, in, Arizona, in, uh, in Atlanta Atlanta. against the Falcons. He then had three very mediocre quarters against the Saints. Well, didn't score any points in the first three quarters. And he's going to go through those games. It's his first... I mean, he's sat behind Rogers for three, four years. But he's still going to go through those games. Um it's not what I want to see, and I will back him until he is in. Ex- he's unable to be backed anymore. I will still back him for a long, long time. Um, Mate, I did out of two, and it, look at me now. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Exactly, exactly. That's that's <laughs> what I'm hoping now. for. That's what that's what I'm hoping for. I mean, it, it wasn't pretty. I mean, I was I was even laughing at some of the uh, overthrown balls because I've I've been watching Rogers for years, and I've been expecting those to go into the hands, and you still expect it from a starting quarterback. You really do. Um, but that fourth quarter, I, it was just a switch, and I, it, it's again, I, it's again. I think Matt Lafleur, oh, he's overthinking so much, and in that fourth quarter, he just turned it round. Him and Love together, and they just did what Love did best, which is medium throws over the middle on, on like second and second and ten, third and ten. He just made some really nice plays uh, just to keep the chains moving. Uh, his pocket presence, I will say, looks really nice. He can feel pressure and he can make some moves, and that is really nice to see. Hopefully, his accuracy will improve because it is a bit is a bit iffy. Um, but yeah, he it, he showed that he has got something about him, which a lot of Packers fans will want to see, and which I'm sure a lot of NFL fans will be looking at. Um, Saints, it was unfortunate for them watching Derek Carr go down, but that's not a reason to give up a 17-point lead. Jameis Winston coming in, he's probably one of the better backups in the league, I'd honestly say. And it's not he it's not his fault, but they just we shut them out. We shut them out in the second half. Uh defensively, it was a much better performance for Sean Gary needs needs to get his payday. Uh, he was fantastic. Three sacks, he looked 
absolutely brilliant as as per usual. Um, yeah, I mean, with Aaron Jones, Christian Watson, David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins out, for Love to do what he did on in the fourth quarter to bring that back, I think is a testament to him and a testament to the Packers. That, the, coming from a Packers fan, but I think they were talking about it all in the locker room. It's just resilience. And I loved what I saw because I haven't seen that for a few years with when Rogers was at the helm, uh, and I loved it. And it's going to do a hell of a lot for for us, for the Packers. Yeah, uh, you mentioned Lars Procker presence that uh, two point conversion after after the uh, yeah. after the first touchdown. The the way he moved around to try, you know, to you know, eventually found a wide open guy. That that really did impress yeah. me there. Um, I just like yeah, I the Saints just switched off after something just flipped after Derek Carr went yeah, down yeah. and then they just they just did not turn up. It was three and out after three and out after three and out pretty much. Yeah. And, yeah, they got they got a few stops of defense after that. You know, the defense did you know did its job, but after all, you can't keep getting stops. You know, eventually your defense is gonna break at some point. You you don't just stop out you know, you they get three and out after three and out after three out, you know. At some point the Saints defense had to give in and it did give it at the end. Uh, because yeah. the, the Saints had so much of the ball because the Packers couldn't run the ball at all in this game really. No. And and you know, the, you know it gave the Saints a lot of a lot of the ball. Um yeah the uh Carl looked great before he went down. Um yeah, especially did. the he two, did. especially the two-minute drill down to the uh, you know, to get that field goal at the end of the game, which the Packers defense really actually did well to force them to a field goal because you know the, yeah. that shot to Chris Olave down to the seven yard line was was a beautiful ball. Um, we saw Jim, we saw Jimmy Graham catch TDs in the year twenty twenty three right at the start yeah. of the game, which is mental and uh, especially everything he's got that, that, that was as well. That throw. was a great throw. Um, that was great to see him do that, and then uh, because the Packers couldn't get anything going either. On a punt, Rashid Shahid got a seventy-six yard punt return touchdown oh, at the start of the second yeah. to go fourteen up, and that was beautiful because Rashid Shahid is one of my favorite players in, his, in the entire league to watch at the moment. He's <laughs> so good. He's yeah, he, he, he can get fifty yeah. on the on the ground. He get fifty in the, in the past game too. He's he's so electric. You know, he's ahead of this. But before this game, he was ahead of Michael Thomas receiving yards for a reason. He he's been the Saints' number two receiver behind Chris Olave, and they use him in the run game as well. He's got running back number for a reason. He's great in the run game too. He's also a kick returner. He's one of the best players. You know, this season as uh, the Saints win more and more games. So I think they will win more games than they did to have the last couple of seasons because, especially if the car comes back really soon, uh, he'll be a great player to follow yeah. for sure. Uh, one more thing I wanted to say about this game, um, like the Packers' defense, like they, they held in there, and there's a lot of, you know, there's been a lot of criticism about the Packers' defense, but the last two weeks they've impressed me, and I just want to get your your thoughts on that because, especially that you know, they they have impressed me the last couple of weeks, you know, especially late in the games, both of them, uh, well, actually start of the game in, in Atlanta and then late end of the game this game. Uh, I've I've been impressed yeah. by Packers defense, which a lot of people, uh, you know, do give a stick to 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 Joe Barry. Yeah, I mean, last week I understand why people thought the defense looked good, but to Packers fans, it was just same old, same old. They let Bjorn Robinson and Algier just run all over us. There was soft coverage in times where they just needed to put players. They just needed to go straight into press coverage. Um, so. But they stopped them when they when they stopped them the majority of the time last week. And the red zone uh, when well, it mattered really good last week. Yeah, we we looked we looked decent we looked decent in the red zone last week, and again this week we looked pretty good. 
in the red zone. This time, though, there was a bit more to us. I think, honestly, the injuries gave players that don't usually play, gave them a chance, and it gave players that do play a reason to, like, pro- well, an um, even bigger reason to go out and say, look, we can still win this game. And Rashawn Gary coming off his ACL injury was brilliant. Kenny Clark was just pressuring people left, right and centre as per. And that's what you want when you have people like Jair Alexander and Eric Stokes both out. That's cornerback one and two, both out. Devondre Campbell left the game in the first half as well, which is big. He's been fantastic since he's come in. And to do to do what we did on the defence, I was not expecting, especially in that second half. Uh, I was expecting us to get blown out, to be perfectly honest. Um, it's a shame about the Saints' defense. I want to I want to quickly talk about them as well because they look very good. I will say, Alonte Taylor, of course, yeah, they 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 look really good. Alonte Taylor, I I honestly I didn't really know a lot about him. He looked fantastic. He came through with a big. He came through with a, with a sack. He shot out like a rocket. He was breaking up plays everywhere. He was he was fantastic. And they've still got what Lattimore there as well. They've got Tyron Matthew. Uh, their pass rush is still their pass rush looks pretty good as well. Um, he was the only one to get a sack though, Alonte Taylor. So even with our makeshift offensive line, I was quite happy with. Um, Saints defense looked all right, but as you said, it was just too much pressure for them to hold on and. They just capitulated, whereas it was reversed for the Packers, and they they got they got it was a, probably a lucky win. We probably didn't deserve it, but I, uh, but I'm not complaining. And when we have our when we when the Packers get healthy, which hopefully they will do, um, it will look good. It will look good for them, and it will for the Saints when Carr comes back. Because as you said, Carr was he was playing nicely. What thirteen for eighteen, one hundred and three yards, one touchdown before he went out. He looked very nice. Chris Olave is that guy at wide receiver. Some of his catches yesterday were just superb. Um, so yeah, I think both these teams will make playoffs. We were talking about it yesterday. Uh, they both look very nice, uh, and it's especially the. I do, I do like the Saints, and when the Packers get healthy, I think they both they will look very, very dangerous as well. Yeah, on the uh, on the preview podcast of Owen on Friday, uh, I said that both these teams I think will be playoff teams, and I stand by that 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 thought after this game. I, nothing's changed at that point. Going to a team that were a playoff team last year in the uh, Justin Jaguars, they actually lost to the Houston Texans, who had uh, one hell of a game uh, because. I've 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 pit I've pit Houston the last two weeks and they've let me down. I I, I, I pit again. I pit against them this week, and they turned up like I thought they would two weeks ago. This was a great game. It was it was back and forth to be fair. Turnovers hurt the Jags in this one. Trevor Lawrence was great uh, again. He continued his, his yeah. impressive start to the season. He threw a bad interception. That happens. Um, but something is weird with this offense on later downs. They just aren't connecting. Uh, right, Manus had his say and uh, was a, a big part to play in this game too. He had he missed a forty eight yarder. He also had a uh, a, a kick block with Anderson that um, that changed the game. He burst up the middle um, and they took advantage. Scored scored touch on the drive with a charge free to Brevin Jordan the tight end. Um, the, the 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 Texans got out uh, in front very quickly actually uh, because after that mm-hmm. Manus field goal. Uh, Stroud with an awesome deep shot to tack, to tack down. Over three defenders took all the way down, down to do the goal line uh, where Damian Pierce finished him for a touchdown. 
Um, the Jags did start to mount a, co- a comeback, made it uh, what made it seventeen seven. Uh, Trevor Lawrence was short on a third and sixth scramble that would have, if they made it, they probably would have, would have gone to score a touchdown to make it seventy to ten. Uh, but they opted for a field goal instead. Mm-hmm. And then the very next play, Andrew Beck, the fullback, picked up a short punt and found his way through the Jags' special <laughs> team unit for a return touchdown, and that was what won the, oh. won the Texans this game. Yeah, um, yeah, a three phrase late, a, a few. Plays later, Lawrence threw an interception to Blake Cashman, the linebacker, and the game was over at that point. Again, CJ Stroud was excellent in this game. He's he's been the best rookie QB three three weeks. Obviously, Andrew Mitchell didn't play today because of uh, Gardner Mitchell because of his concussion. Gardner Mitchell came in instead, which we'll get this is the next game that we'll get into in a minute. Um, but you know, it, the the Texans played very well, complete game, but all three phases of the ball. Um, and yeah, Stroud is now has the most rookie pass attempts without an interception ever. He's broken the record now. Three games without a pick. He's looked really good. He's looked solid. I, I picked him as offensive rookie of the year in our podcast, but in the season at the start of the year. Uh, that's looking really good as well. Uh, I don't know if he'll win it or not, but he certainly has been one of the best yeah. offensive rookies <laughs> this year. Um, and yeah, the, the the AFC South is wide open, isn't it? Really is now. Because yeah. the Jags are 1-2, yeah. the, the Texans are 1-2, and, and the Colts... The Colts are what one and two as well. Yeah, so or, or at least or maybe yeah. two and one. And the Titans are one and two. So this, this division is just wide open. And uh, yeah, unfortunate for Jacksonville. Something's just not clicking on the offenses on the ball. But I feel I still think they're gonna you know I still think they're gonna sort it out. Especially if Lawrence playing as well as he has done the last couple of weeks. Uh, but for Houston, this was a much needed win, and they they won in all three phases, didn't they? Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been. Well, it seems like it's been the theme of this recap. It's been good coaching. I mean, it's only been week three for D'Amico Ryan's, but it sounds like he's got that locker room just on it on his side, and he's just galvanised them. Thirty-seven points for CJ Stroud-led team. That is fantastic against the Jacksonville team that have looked really nice. They've looked the really, Jacks defense really nice has been this, one of the best units in the NFL this year, and they let, they let yeah. out all, all those Stroud deep balls. Yeah, you know, I just, I, I just, if I were, yeah, you know, if I was on the around the NFL podcast, I would have locked up this game for the Jags because you know their defense is playing well, and yeah, it's a division game, and ultimately, it's what, it's what happens in division games. But yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the trap games, the Texans, yeah, they are trap games, and the, and the Texans really did trap the Jags, and now the Jags are looking a bit, you know, a bit worried because you know they, they haven't scored many points the last couple of weeks, and uh, you know, no. as good as Lawrence has been, when they get to the red zone, when they get on third and fourth down, they just can't get go the extra step. Um, which is my main takeaway from this game. The defense is playing well, but the Jags just had this game to the Texans really, and uh, and uh, fair play to the Texans with this game. It make like, like I said, it makes itself very interesting, which I, I love because because uh, all four teams have got something something to them. Whether it's the Titans' defense, the Texans, obviously Ricky quarterback, the Colts' Ricky quarterback, and both their defenses are playing pretty well. Uh, and the Jags, obviously Trevor Lawrence, you know, playoff team last year, won a playoff game last year. They've all got something about them, which is. And they're just a story to follow this season for sure. Um, on to another AFC South team in the Colts. They went to Baltimore and upset the Ravens. And in this one, turnovers cost the Ravens. Both defences played so well, honestly. Especially the Colts again. Yeah. They're a really good story this season, the Colts defence. They've turned up because they've been terrible the last couple of years. Obviously, Chuck Leonard, Chuck, Leonard, Chuck Leonard has had injuries recently and all that as well. But they've finally all held your defence. They've got a little bit of a pass rush too, which they've not had in recent years. Um... And yeah, both both of the units, both of the defenses made this game 
really competitive throughout. Cole Hamilton, it looks a stud for the Ravens. Got him in the first round last year. Three sacks in the first half at safety. He's been one of Baltimore's best players this season. And he, he had a good stretch at the end of last season too. Um, and uh, yeah, Baltimore actually looked to have won this game twice. It was first when Gardner Minshew stepped up the back of the end zone for a safety. Um, when the game was where the... Uh, but uh, so where the, where the the Ravens were nineteen sixteen up, Minju did a Dan Orlovsky. Yeah. He stepped out the back of the end zone and uh, obviously safety gave the Ravens the ball back uh, after scoring those two points. But a three and out from the Colts defense set up the Colts to tie the game at nineteen nineteen and take it to overtime. If Justin Tucker couldn't make a sixty one yard field goal at the end, which he couldn't, his second miss of the season, which was bad. <laughs> Because he doesn't miss those kicks normally. Justin Tucker doesn't. So that's, <laughs> no. that's, that's two this no, year no. he's missed. Um, neither team could score in overtime. It was punt, punt, turnover on fourth down, turnover on fourth down. And then Matt Gay finally ended this game with a 53-yard field goal for the Colts. It was a bit of a scrappy one. Very good defense to play football-wise. Um, there was a lot of, you know, a very good run game from the, both teams. Actually, Zach Moss was great, uh, you know, find in, in the absence of uh, Jonathan Taylor for the Colts. He's had two great games now. Obviously, Gus Edwards and he's he's gone down. He went down, but then Melvin Gordon and Kenyon Drake making plays as well. Uh, it was this was a good old school defensive and run game football game, and uh, ultimately, it was also the Ravens being super banged up did cost them this game. We said last week, yeah. when is it going to cost them all these injuries? They, you know, they've got two wins out of it. Now is when they're starting to look a bit dodgy because they've yeah. got so many players injured. They got more injuries in this game. They'll still be a playoff too, I think, because of the way they played the first two weeks. But the Colts, they, they're playing hard. Shane Steichen, new head coach, great football player. Yeah. Both yeah. sides of the ball. Gardner Mitchell as well, stepping into that you know, into that play. Uh, you know, the absence of Richardson, who was out for concussion, played excellently too. And uh, ultimately, I came away really impressed with the Colts. And uh, the Ravens, they're just banged up. That's all I can say. Yeah, no, I... I... <laughs> It's just, it seems like the theme, it, it, it is the theme of week three. It is just coaching. It is Shane Steichen, again, he looks like a very competent head coach because he's, he's taken Gardner Minshew. And Gardner Minshew didn't have a poor game by any stretch. I mean, very experienced, decent, very good backup. He knows the system but, as well because he was with him in Philly he, before. Yeah, yeah he, know, he knows he knows what he's doing. But the Colts, again, look good. Their defence has always been good. Their defence for the last three or four years has been, has been fantastic. And it was, again... The Ravens' defense, even though it is still, even though it is a bit banged up, were fantastic. They have been for years and years. It's always been a trademark of Baltimore. But once again, their offense, and yeah, they're a little bit banged up, but they did have Mark Andrews back, and it's just, it's just really bizarre because Lamar Jackson a couple of years ago was just making all of these electric plays, and all of a sudden he's just hit this little rut at the moment. And it's not, I can't lay my finger on why. I mean, he's never, he's had decent rushing, he's had decent rushing attacks in the last couple of years, but that's because he's spearheaded it. And he's still spearheading this one. And yeah, he may not have J.K. Dobbins, but he hasn't had him for a couple of years. And it's just, it's not looking, it's not looking to, they, they can't run the ball. And now they have put a little bit into their receiving. Yeah, OBJ wasn't playing, but they still won. <coughs> Zay Flowers, Aglor, Andrews was back. As you said, Drake and Gordon were quite prominent in the... Uh, they had a couple of receptions for quite a few yards. And it, they're, just, they're just not making anything happen, really. 
maybe you've got to give a lot of credits to the Colts' defense because of it. Which I think that's what it is. Probably do because because last week the Ravens were great on offense. Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah, last that's week true. they were great offense. I, I think from what I've seen with the Colts' defense, I think they've just they've just they're just quite good. And yeah, they weren't great last year. They've been, like I said, they've been great previously. Weren't great last year, but this year the Colts' defense is back, um, and it will make games really interesting. Whatever NAC plays them, because they're great in coverage, yeah. um, and they can stop the run, which helped too. Uh, but no, that game, Ravens just when they're healthy. I, I want to see them healthy, but are they actually ever going to be healthy? That's the thing with them, and but, uh, we've seen you, it so you, many times. You it's are you're right. Last few so, years. You're you're right about them when they get healthy because when they finally are at full strength, you would like to think that's well. You'd like to think that's when they're fully functional. You'd like to think that's when they could go on a nice little playoff run because that's what this team is capable of, and that's what Lamar Jackson can do. We still haven't seen it yet. We'd like to think we can see it. I'd like to think so because I think he's a he when he's on it, he's just electric for the for the league. He is a player that pops. He pops so so well. And I ju- I would I'd love to see it when they get healthy. Um, but as you say, if, if they get healthy, we just we just we just don't know if they ever will. We just don't know that. Yeah, because they've got every one of their offensive players has got an injury history. Yeah, everyone yeah. but say Flowers has, and it and on defense as well. Yeah, you know, you're missing Marlon Humphrey. You're missing Marcus Williams. That's two of your best defensive players already. You know, three games into the season, so. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not looking great for them at the moment, but it yeah. might improve. On to uh, the, well, probably one of the best games of the week, shootout-wise, especially towards the end of the game, it was the Chargers finally winning a shootout <laughs> against the Vikings 28-24. This one was wild because it was a shootout we all thought it was going to be. We were talking about how, you know, this would be decided in the final play and we probably thought it would be, be Staley's defence that folds, but it was Staley's defence that actually won this game for for yeah. the Chargers. They were in front for most of it, um, but you know, the Vikings hung in there throughout. Uh, they three. The Vikings, actually, this is their third straight one-score loss after obviously going 11-0 in one-score games last year. So they completely yeah. flipped. Uh, JT Jackson was a healthy scratch. Their defence played a bit better because of that, which is interesting to say the least because he was yeah. their big free agent in 2022. Um, they still gave up a ton of yards, though, but situationally they were much better, much better. They've got few turnovers and uh, some stops as well so that they were much better this week uh justin Herbert was excellent he connected with keenan allen over 200 yards against the vikings who who blitzed him all the time you know he was just picking up the short passes across the middle of the field it was a good job from kellen moore to pick that up um and they kept going again and again and again keenan allen's uh, allen also had a passing td to mike williams too uh yeah <laughs> midway through which is really good to see i love yeah. i love it when a q when a non uh, a non qb throws a passing touchdown it's always great <laughs> yeah uh, a stat that I find mad is that the Chargers did not turn the ball over at all in the first two games and was still 0-2 this year. They didn't turn the ball over once and lost the first two games. That is just mental and shows how yeah. bad uh, it was. But they made up for it today um, because at the very end of the game, uh, it was back and forth, back and forth in the fourth quarter. Uh, Brandon Staley went for it on fourth and two. It was only 24. <laughs> they didn't convert it, uh, which gave a big momentum shift to the Vikings. But to, to go on and win the game at 28-24 down uh, at a point. The Vikings converted... Uh, to, the, the Vikings then got to 3rd and 11. 
Justin Jefferson went down on a big third and eleven. Mm-hmm. They did yeah. pick up the first down via penalty, and he moved into and they moved into red zone because of that. They then converted another fourth, sorry, a fourth down, uh, but they lost time by not spiking the ball. They were just going spike it, spike it, spike it when we were watching this last night. And the final play of the game, inches away from the end zone to win the game, Kirk Cousins was intercepted by Kenneth Murray after a couple of deflections. Yeah. And yeah, that 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 you know went down to the very last play of the game. Um, and uh, these two QBs have a bit of you know stick about them saying you know they, they sort of come and done in the big moment. So mm. one of them was going to have a big moment, and yeah. at this point, so it was going to have you know a, a winning in, in a big moment. And it was just no at this point because Kirk Cousins followed down the stretch, um, and and Jefferson was in on that play as well because Jefferson did not get hurt. He just he just had a bit of cramp, which is great news for the Vikings. Great news for the Vikings. Yeah. Um, but Mike Williams did, however get hurt and he will miss the rest of the season with a tour in yeah. which is horrible news for the Chargers but if you're going to lose a star player he is probably the one you can lose because you've got receivers that's the position you're deep mm-hmm. at yeah. now. so it's about the, the Dolphins of Jalen Ramsey he was probably the star player that you could afford to lose because you know you, you have Xavier Howard you have Cade Co you yeah, yeah. need him going back you have like Eli Apple that they brought in you, you, he was probably the player you could you could afford to lose and obviously the Chargers have Keenan Allen who went for 200 yards they have Josh Palmer they have uh, who I think got a bit of a knock on this game too but you have Quentin mm-hmm. Johnston you have, you, have so, you have so many you the first round pick who now will get a a bit of uh, a bit of playtime too. It'll be interesting to see how the Chargers' offense develops. I'm still not sold by them to be honest. With you. I think it's more the fact that the Vikings are also a really badly coached team who cannot win games. You've seen they are own three one score games. But this one was just wild. It was, was wild as we thought it would be, wasn't it? Really. And uh, yeah. and yeah, look, someone was someone was going to have to go to one and two, and it was the Chargers who went to one and two. And it's yeah. great for Brandon Staley because if, I think if the Chargers lost this game, Staley. Potentially could have been fired. Um, I, I, I honestly, I think the way it's been the first two weeks of the season, if they lost this game two in the same situation, then then something had to change. But they yeah. won it, and uh, that that's, uh, that's that's great news for him. But I don't know if yeah, Chargers yeah. fans will be happy of that because they weren't. You know, they still let up a ton of yards in this game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm as you say, the Dolphin, the Dolphins, Chargers defense. Uh, I, I wouldn't say I'm there. I wouldn't say they're there. I'm, I'm probably not sold on them. Vikings' offense is nice; they they, they can move the ball, um, and when it mattered, they turned up. They made some plays, but this chart they they have the defense. Sorry, they have got to sort it out because this Chargers' offense has been very very good over these first three weeks. I mean, yeah, it was only 28 points, but they couldn't do a lot on the ground. Well, they did nothing on the ground. They really missed Eckler. Really, really yeah, missed him really in the run miss game. Him. Really do. But I mean. 40 for 47, 405 yards for Justin Herbert shows he can play and he loves a shootout. He, should, he, ne- he shouldn't be, yeah, he shouldn't be playing, he shouldn't be throwing the ball 47 no, times though. No, he shouldn't. That's the point. But because because the defense constantly gets beat and beat, he gets he you know he gets the football so many times yeah. that yeah. that you know it just I mean he's a, he's a great stat padding QB actually because <laughs> he, he gets because they're always constantly you know trading in time and possession so so he gets yeah. so many so cool. many times that it's great and you know this is a good game for them as well because. Staley could have lost it for them by going for fourth and yeah. fourth and two. Yeah, he could have done in, in in their in their own half. If they would have lost again, if they would have lost that, the the charge is a very very different story. And yeah, I think it, it says it says more about the cover. Sorry, the the Vikings that they are probably just as bad as the Chargers now. Um, yeah, which is mad to think because obviously they won thirty games a year ago. Not much has changed. They've got a better defensive play caller, um, but. 
yeah, there's, there's something categorical wrong with both these teams. I think that's that's the that's mm. the thing going. Yeah, you can, out of this you game, can, there's, there's still things wrong with these teams. Yeah, you, you can you can tell you can tell that there is something. I mean, you've seen it for the Chargers for the last two or three se- last two or three seasons with Staley. They just find a way. They just have a knack of losing games like this, mm. and they will win games, which they did yesterday, which is nice because they do they do deserve them, especially with that team. Uh, the Vikings, they're on the flip side this year. I mean. I mean, as a Packers fan, it's not. It's I don't mind to see them see them losing. Um, but I I I said this. I wrote the preview for the NFC North, and I said the Vikings would come third in the third in the division behind the Bears. There was just it's, it's, I don't know how to explain it because, as you said, they got a better defensive play caller in Flores. The offense is really good still as well. And their offense, their offense is. Their offense isn't yeah. bad either. I mean, the they've lost Dalvin Cook. They, they, they've you've got they've played the Eagles and the Chargers, which are two great two great offenses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the the t- turnovers cost them in week one, turnovers cost them in week two, and turnovers again have cost them in week three. They can't yeah. stop turning the ball over. No, but that no. that is that is a that is a big big problem because the, yeah. yeah, there's a couple of fumbles in this game. Couple of, they've had about eight fumbles this season, I think. Just yeah. to, you know, top of my head from what I've seen, and that's a you know, Cousins had a couple in the in the Bucks game at the start of the year. Um, yeah, they just keep turning the ball over. Yeah. And it, it, it's not it's not picks it's fumbles and stupid stuff like it's, it, it's, you know, silly it's, stuff. it's not it's it's not Kirk it's not Jefferson you know the defense is getting sacks to, you know Daniel Hunter leads the league in sacks he's got five sacks now yeah. you know you got you got the the leading pass you got the leading receiver and the leading sack maker and yet the team's zero and three it just yeah. so it just feels so odd about his team and yeah and that's what that's what I was saying and that's why I I only put them third because last year it was. It was an interest. It was an interesting season. Obviously, the one possession stat everyone knows about it, and then they got. They just. It was a punch in in the mouth when they played the ball in the Giants in the playoffs, and that really derailed them. I think. And going into this off, going into the off season and in the off season, there was just this aura about them, and people thought they weren't going to do as well. And I mean, they've played some tough teams, but they're they are zero and three. And you you can't you can't shake that, and this energy is just going to keep going until they find a little bit of a little bit of fortune, which is maybe what they need, and just just a, they just need a win in that column just to get them going. But for the Chargers, it that was big for them because they needed a shootout win, and they needed a close win like that, and that'll give give them some confidence going through the rest of the season. Yes. On to the games that once a great starting with the the, uh, the Browns twenty seven three win over the Titans. Uh, Cleveland dominated the time of possession in this game. This was Deshaun Watson's best game as well in the area. Yeah. Um, the defense for the Browns was good yet again. Obviously holding the Titans to three points, even with um, I think Tennessee had about ten drops in this game, but, but it felt like there was so many drops. Um, but even even with that, the, the defense played so well. Um, Without Chubb, the run game looked good as well, which is nice to see. Jerome Ford had a great day too. Watson on the ground made some plays too. Also made you know made some other plays too. But the good, there were some good plays on the ground from Watson. Uh, and Amari Cooper and Elijah Moore looked great, looked like a great receiving uh, duo for the Browns too. Both of them, yeah. minus Moore's fumble, had awesome games too. Um, and it could have been more yards for Amari Cooper as well because he had that uh, catch on the sideline, which was clearly in bounds. Rolled out of bounds. <laughs> um, it just, yeah, I, was, I just watched that yesterday. It was me and Jake that picked up on it. Honestly, he was so yeah. far in bounds. It was, it like how the refs missed that one. I don't know. Um, but the key turning point in this game, 
um, was Tanahua had tendency in the red zone after an impressive two-minute drive, uh, but he took just, he took a sack with 13 seconds to go. He came away with nothing, um, so just ran the clock down after on third 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 I think it was third down in the red zone t- t- took a sack. And that was the end. That was the end of the Titans' half, and they could have got three, and maybe even seven points there. They're down yeah. three, 13 to three. It could have, it, you know, they, you know, they would have got at least made out a one score game. You know, going into the second half, could have been a lot less of a deficit. And after that, the Browns just took control of this game. A really impressive win for Browns for the Browns. Another one, obviously, they were, they were unlucky against the Steelers on Monday night. Uh, but I think they look the team to beat in the AFC North actually three three games, especially after how the, the Ravens looked yesterday. Um, I've come away from this this season so far, especially yesterday, really impressed with the Browns. Yeah, I mean, their their offense looked like they were clicking a little bit more. You'd say, especially Deshaun Deshaun Watson couple of very interesting throws again especially that what, tw- minus 20 yard pass or whatever you call it decided to throw it behind him but as you said he it probably was his best game still I mean you can you can say it, he's not playing up to his contract I don't think he ever will do because it's just the most ridiculous contract but another story but he was again, a top 10 QB yesterday though it was a top he, 10 he, QB he, yesterday maybe he, even he, top he, five yeah he was he was he was he was solid and he not the Deshaun Watson of the Texans, but he was he's he's getting there. But again, it, that Browns defense when we were at the uh, when we were in Birmingham for the uh, four ten yards party, that defense against the Bengals was just they were feasting and they feasted again. I mean, I put Miles Garrett up for Defensive Player of the Year, and he and TJ Watt will run it close. But three and a half sacks, he was just he was just the man yesterday. So so good. Um, Again, they've got Zadarius Smith in there as well. They've got Denzel Ward out the back. They've got Dalvin Tomlinson as well. Grant Delpit. That deep. I don't know how they've built that defense. It's that they've got some names in there, and they played so well. Uh, as you say, they probably are the team to beat in the in the AFC North. They look they look very good and defensively. If they do make it into the playoffs, that defense can play up to that standard. They could cause some problems. Uh, Titans, it's just they're, they're it's it's I, I do like I do like Ryan Tannehill when they were playing nicely. He looked he was a very nice court. Well, I don't know if he was a nice quarterback to watch, but he was methodical. He did what he needed to do to push teams down the field. But now it's just it's not great. I mean, taking a sack on third down was just it's just poor game management. Derek Henry had a Tough game. Oh, but... Henry had an awful game. It was yeah. He just couldn't get the... eleven carries, twenty yards. I don't, yeah. I don't know whether I don't know whether you put that on him and then maybe or the maybe... offensive line is rubbish. No, the Titans yeah, offensive line has well. been rubbish last couple of week couple of years. And if yeah. you have Tannehill behind the offensive line that's rubbish, it's it's going to be a disaster. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It, it, it really is. Yeah, and, and actually that brings us on to the next game with with the Falcons and the Lions actually because because Desmond Ritter I think is like the second coming of Ryan Tannehill, right? And the Falcons <laughs> offensive line is good. The Falcons <laughs> offensive line is is good, and he was still sacked seven times yesterday, right? Seven times. He just can't, he's worse Tannehill. He just can't feel any pressure whatsoever, <laughs> right? Honestly, if if you, if oh. if, the, if with Ridder, right, if the ball's not from what I've seen in the first three weeks, right, and in the last year too, if the ball's not out of in about you know two seconds, he's he's, he's gonna take a sack. It's yeah. just it's we saw it with Tennessee, and obviously when you have an exceptional run game, you know, you win a lot of games. You know, Tennessee of Arthur Smith, Arthur Smith got to the FC Championship by playing this exact way, dump offs, yeah. give it to the running back. You know, but every you know, I think. 
I'm pretty sure the first couple of weeks, Ridders average at the target was like four yards or something like something ridiculous like that. So it is, it's, they're, they're just, they're, it's a very, very conservative offense with a great run game. But the Lions yeah. yesterday, they shut down that run game. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. uh, which which won the game for the Lions. Both these teams spent a lot of money on their defense, um, but it, and both of the defenses look good. It looked good in this game, which, well, good, which is good going into the end of the season yeah. too. Uh, both teams uh, are now sitting at two and one as well. So obviously that's that's a positive record, and I think both will be contending for, if not a wild card spot, but they're both their divisions too, with yeah, the way their seasons definitely. have been. But if you stop the run game, you leave you're leaving Desmond Ridder to try and beat you know a, a you know a, a new defense right, and he couldn't do that. He 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 couldn't he couldn't beat the new Lions defense. He stepped up, they made some plays, uh, and and uh, and the Lions offense, which again you've got one of the the best defenses the so far this season in the Falcons on the other on the other side, you know, minus Jared Goff's pick to uh, to, to Jesse Bates, uh, it was just. It was, it was really good from the Lions again. They could run the ball. Jameer Gibbs got almost 100 yards. Sal mm-hmm. Porter had that deep shot. I'm so happy that I've seen Sal Porter make some plays the first couple of weeks because he was a player I really wanted the Dolphins to draft in the second round um, uh, in in this year's draft. Um, but yeah, Joseph Desmond Ridder, he had he had a couple of for throws as well. It wasn't a great it wasn't a great game for him and uh, and it it shows that if you can stop the Falcons' run game then they are beatable. But uh, for the first yeah. few weeks, they were pretty hard to to to, to stop for sure. Uh, but what are your takeaways from this game, Ollie? Uh, well, I mean, I think we have just we've seen the blueprint really for how to uh, how to beat the Falcons. Uh, like we know, the Falcons are going to run the ball for in in games with Robinson and Algier, and when they when they do it, they are they're a pretty tough team to beat. I mean, we saw that. Last week they ran the ball pretty freely against the Packers, and they and Ridder was able to make throws when he needed to, uh, and that won them the game. That helped them with that comeback in the fourth quarter. This time, shut down lines, made them put the ball in Ridder's hands, and well, we saw what happened: six points total, and. Uh, that's that's what Falcons are going to have to put up with. Unfortunately, if that run game is stopped, they are going to struggle, and it's a shame because they have got a really nice team. Uh, I re- I do like Arthur Smith. What I saw last week when I watched the game, when I watched the Falcons against the Packers, that that their play calling was was it not fun? Not fun at all. When the Titans made it to the AFC Championship game, that was just it was just methodical football. It's nothing flashy. But it wins your games, which is what they did last week, and which is why they are sat at two and one. But this week they were found out, and credit to the Lions. It, it, again, it's just another Dan Campbell in the trenches win. Stop that run game on that defensive line, and just put all sorts of pressure on. Well, not even put they they found pressure when needed. But as you say, Desmond Ridder can't feel it and takes seven sacks and. Away you go, Jared Goff again. He's found his he's found his home in Detroit. Really, he's settled nicely. Uh, Jameer Gibbs looked nice as usual. Uh, he's looked very nice in the first three weeks, and uh, yeah, it was nice before nice performance from the Lions. And um, I think they are going to be. I think they will finish top of the NFC North. Uh, Falcons. They will win more games because the way they play is nice. I haven't even mentioned their defence. Uh, they have been fantastic in the first two weeks, but 
they just had it, one of those games where they're going to have games where they miss a step. Again, 20 points and, and one touchdown. That's good. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, no, that's, good. that's good defense. 20 points, one touchdown. Yeah. You know, you know, that, that's really good. That's really good defense. And um, yeah, one, lo- one final thing to point out for this game as well is that Youngway Koo actually missed a couple of kicks for the Falcons too, which is um, he's, yeah. he's, 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 he's missed he's missed a few this year, which is something to watch. Just just going into uh, yeah, he, he missed a, he missed a PAT against us as well, so he's having a, yeah. it's it's not been his greatest year for sure. Okay, on to the uh, the Patriots who beat the Jets fifteen ten at MetLife Stadium. <laughs> Um, as put it on the podcast on Friday, it was a very low-scoring defensive battle that went down to the wire. Uh, mm. It went down to uh, Zach Wilson, Hail Mary, who, which couldn't be grabbed by uh, Randall Cobb. It was so close to being completed to give the Jets oh. a shock win because they were awful yesterday. Uh, but that wouldn't have been, yeah, like I said, it would have been a very lucky game for the Jets. Brees Hall, 1.5 yards per carry. Davin Cook, 2.2. Zach Wilson looked lost. The offensive line you know, was getting beat up all over the place. The Patriots... They've been what they have been the last couple of weeks where they couldn't really get anything going on offense because they don't really have, they have any playmakers on offense. The run game looked nice with Zeke and Ramondre Stevenson. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're still, they're still bad up on, on the offensive line and it held up pretty well, actually, I think, against the Jets' defensive line, which is one of the you know, one of the best in football. Um, but, yeah, they, until the fourth quarter, it was all, all, all New England. Zach Wilson had actually a nice drive towards the end um, to sort of put the, put the Jets back in it, which might give them, again, a bit more confidence. But, Look at the Jets. So just, I feel so sorry for the Jets fans because this team is just there, and and the moment the quarterback goes down, you just like Wilson's not re- not ready to be quarterback for this team. I don't think he ever will be, to be honest with you. From what I, from what I've seen, you know, I've seen flashes, of, you know, in points, you know, this season, you know, in these three games, but. Yeah, you know, first first week I thought, okay, Buffalo. Other side, the Jets might do really well. Uh, yeah, even without because like Wilson had a, uh, you know, had a a good game to win the game, you know, against Buffalo. But obviously now that everyone is preparing for Zach Wilson, it's a different story. And um, and yeah, I just you know, there's talk they could trade for Kirk Cousins, which honestly I would back. I think he knows the system. Obviously, it's a you know, it's a it's a San Francisco style offense. Um, you know, with with uh, with Hackett, it, you know, they're all the same. You know, Hackett, you know, Lafleur, you know, Daniel Shanahan, you know, Vey, they're all the same offense really. They're all the West Coast offense, and you know, Cousins will slot into that offense quite well. Obviously, there might be you know different different you know names for plays and stuff, but it's the same sort of concept. Mm. Um, yeah. So that, that that's a shout, especially the Vikings are only three. They, they the Vikings look they want to blow it up anyway. Um, and Cousins is a free agent too, so you don't have to worry about paying them at, yeah. at, at the end of next year. It might might be something to consider, but uh, yeah, for this one, the the Jets, very both defenses are really good, both offenses are crap, and uh, yeah, that's just just what you can say in this in this this game really. Yeah. I mean, I I would lo- I would love to see what Aaron Rodgers could do with this offense because I honestly, he, he, he's no he's no Zach Wilson's nowhere near Rodgers. Obviously, that's Rodgers would score more points, he would make more plays, but honestly, the way the if you can't run the ball and you put the ball in Rogers' hands, he can go and win you some games, but he's not going to win you all of them. Uh, no, just, the offensive line is terrible. a problem because yeah, well they, they've they switched Mackay Beckton to left tackle in this game as well, which again might be why they couldn't establish a run mm. game. They didn't play Brees Hall yeah. at all in the other game in uh, week, week two. Um, no, they gave most of the carries to Darwin Cook after Bruce had an amazing game against Buffalo in week yeah. one. So it's just yeah. so weird going on in that real. I don't really, I don't really, I never really got the Darwin Cook edition anyway. Especially uh, I know Bruce was coming off an injury, but you know all the all the signs were he's you know back to his best. And we saw that in week one, and yet now 
you know, they're paying a running back, you know, eight million a year, which they are in Dalvin Cook, and he's like, yeah, when you, you know, it's two straight, two, you know, yard per carry games, it's just like, uh, okay, <laughs> just, just, yeah. uh, but no, the, the, I have big questions about both the Jets and the Patriots, and I don't think either of them are going to have um, a winning record from what I've seen so far this season, especially of how, how hard the schedule is for both teams. Yeah. Um, uh, on to a game with, uh, well, this one was quite back and forth, really, but it, it it wasn't until the very you know the fourth quarter that Seahawks are super banged up. No Tariq Wood and no Kobe Bryant. Jamal Adams has been injured. Uh, Andy Dalton came in for Bryce Young, who who missed the game with an ankle injury. And you could actually argue it was probably the Panthers' game best game offensively. They thought, you know, put up twenty seven points. You know, that's pretty good. I guess it's what you get with a veteran quarterback as well. And uh, and the offensive line actually held up this game as well, which they haven't with Young's games too. Um, Seattle. Back offensively, really, you could say. Slow start in a Rams game, obviously, but the last two games with the Lions and this one, especially in the second half, they've really kicked on. They ran the ball really well between you know, Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet. Kenneth Walker especially had a lot of big players yesterday. And Geno Smith, his two-point throw, back foot, cross body, that's one of the best throws I've seen Geno make as well. That's just two great two-point conversion throws um, you know, from Jordan Love and from Geno Smith this week. But uh, yeah, another one for Seattle. Carolina going to 0-3, starting to look like one of the worst teams in the league, which is a shame because they are quite talented. I, but, uh, yeah, for them, offensive line problems, and I thought the defense would be better than it has been because they're not exactly injured there either, so they are a bit of a disappointment, Carolina are. But, uh, no, yeah. for Seattle, yeah, just, just getting through this game is was perfect for them because it, it could have been a trap game, especially when they don't have a Bryce Young, couldn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'll get onto the Panthers in a little bit, but I mean, for the Seahawks, it's it's nice to see them finally click. Um, well, say finally, week one was slow, um, and they were just not themselves. Finally, they've established some sort of run game, which they were always going to do with Kenneth Walker, because he's he's some player. He's a very very nice player. I mean, eighteen carries, ninety seven yards, two touchdowns. That 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 will do the job. That's a very good performance for him. Um, I mean, what Zach Charbonnet as well looked very nice as a backup as well. Um, so and when when they've got that run game going and they give Gino the ball off a good run game, he can make th- he can make things happen. Made things happen last week. He's made things happen again yesterday. Yeah, what was the Panthers and the Panthers def- defense? But still, they've given him this contract and he's making things happen. And and he's got he's got the weapons. Uh, Tyler Lockett is still as reliable as so ever. Good. I think he's he's unbelievable. I mean, he only had three receptions for thirty four, but that two point conversion, you just put it on him and he'll just make make a play. DK went for one hundred and twelve yards, which is fantastic. Um, and their defense, as you said, even though they were banged up, yeah, they gave up twenty seven points to Carolina, but they made plays when needed and they won a shootout, which. Which is what they need to do if they've got a banged up defense. Uh, Devon Witherspoon as well. He had a very very nice game. Uh, I like the look of him a lot. Um, even though Thielen went for 145 yards and a touchdown, he made some plays. Um, and in your rookie year, if you can make up some PB, if you can make some PBUs, uh, you you'll, you've got a very good chance of becoming a star corner um, for the Panthers. If you have to throw the ball fifty-eight times, if Andy Dalton has to throw the ball fifty-eight times, it's going to be it's going to be tough. Um, he made plays when needed, which is what gave him the twenty-seven points. Um, as you said, having a veteran in there will give you like 
average points scored, like 27, 28. Um, but I mean, it, it's it's just, it's sad to see Miles Sanders only go nine for 24 yards because we know what he can do at Philadelphia. Um, yeah, behind so it's the shame about that. It's really hard to create. Yeah, anyway. yeah, it is. It is. Um, Thielen looked good. Uh, it was nice to see that. And DJ Chark made some plays. But as you say, their offensive line and their defense really struggled. And if that's going to be the, if that's going to happen for the rest of the season, then yeah, they could, they'll be around the foot of power rankings for uh, for the rest of the season, unfortunately, which is a shame because, as you say, they are talented. Yes. Onto a team that is very talented, especially at quarterback, is the Kansas City Chiefs. They uh, defeated the Chicago Bears uh, 41-10. to uh, oh, This one, really, actually, it was Taylor Swift that was in the headlines of this one. <laughs> she, watched, she watched new boyfriend, Travis Kelsey, catch a touchdown as the Chiefs demolished the Bears. Uh, as predicted, the Chiefs in the last podcast, the Chiefs offense got into groove in this one. Mahomes was back to his best, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, he threw for so you know so many yards, but you know didn't really get asked to do much either. But we saw a lot, a lot more deep down the field, which is good. Um, he had a lovely flick of the wrist throw to uh, Justin Watson for thirty-seven yards that really impressed me. A great diving catch on the sideline two from Watson. A massive game for Jared McKinnon as well on the ground, a couple of touchdowns. Um, uh, but yeah, the, it was just so easy for the Chiefs, um, and I hope, hopefully they can carry us off the rest of the season because obviously mm. offensively it hasn't been easy at all. Um, Mahomes took a big hit to the leg in this one too, carried on, but was eventually taken out of Blaine Gabbert when the score got to forty-one nothing. Um, uh, yes, Chiefs, especially the defense as well, really good. The Bears on the other hand, oh my god, <laughs> they're they're dreadful for the first straight week. The offense got oh. a bit more of the ball late on off the Gabbert's uh, picks, but you know both units were, were so awful that yeah, again they got ten points out of it. But yeah, the two best players are DJ Moore and Justin Fields, and that's it. And you know when those two both connect, they make plays every single time that he's hit DJ, DJ Moore. It's been for a big play. It's just it's not happening regularly. Fields is not no, running no, as much no, as no. he has done previously. It's you know it's it's it you know Justin Fields is not using his superpower. It's, there's just something not right in every everything with the Bears. You know, there's been criticized coaching, defensive coordinators have just resigned. You know, <laughs> it, it just it, it, honestly it's just. So so much oh. stuff's happening with his team. It's just he's 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 loving it. Listen to him. He's but it's oh. you know <laughs> yes. they they can Love run it. the ball. They can run the ball, but take away that run game for the Bears, and they're very very easy to beat. And we saw that again mm. yesterday. I, I I tell you what, I think they're I think they're easy to beat full full stop. And it I I wish I would secretly like to have a Packers Bears rivalry again because it is nice, but. Every time the Bears do something, you think, okay, they can't get any lower, and they just keep going and going and going. It's just, it's sad. It's sad to see. Um, as you say, I don't, I do not get this coaching. If you've got Justin Fields who can make plays with his legs, it's it, it, he can make just as good plays, maybe if not better than Lamar Jackson with his legs. It's unbelievable some of the runs he's had. Use it. He was their leading rusher, and he had. 47 yards that's not enough if they want to make him a Russian quarterback they want to make him dual threat a lot of that was and on even, one play as well yeah like, a lot, um, yeah it, it, and it's like he had 10 15 carries like yeah and they they can't let and they they could let him throw down the field but they're just not letting him he had 11 completions for 99 yards he can throw the ball he does have a deep throw and if he starts using his legs he to... could 
No, he's not. The, the only thing is the, the offensive line. That's what I'm saying. The offensive line. I'm already giving him a chance to. The offensive line is is awful, which I think is why they're sort yeah. of holding him out from running the ball. But if you don't let Fields run the ball, if, you know maybe he's there's something you know he sees so much pressure that he just doesn't know what to do. But if if you know, if Joseph Fields doesn't run this the football, you have no offense at this point in time. <laughs> you know, because teams are taking away DJ Moore, and yes, he's getting open for some plays, right? But He's not going to be open every single time. So your offense is so one-dimensional. Chase Claypool doesn't even care. Donnell Mooney's not, <laughs> no. not a great receiver either. You know, and you've got what Roshan Johnson at running back. But yeah, once you take away the run game, because that they, the, you know, the Bears last year, I think they ran fifty-seven percent of the time, which is absolutely incredibly, yeah. you know, abnormal to the rest of the league. Right? Yeah. Take away that, and they're so one-dimensional. It's it's really bad and. Yeah, we've seen that for the first three weeks, really, haven't we? Yeah, I mean, receiving-wise, Darnell Mooney was invisible yesterday, which he can make plays, which I have seen. Uh, Chase Claypool does not care. I don't know what is going on with him, but honestly, he just needs yeah. to get cut. It's just ridiculous. DJ Moore is They gave us a 30-second overall pick as well. That was that, uh, if, uh, if it was any other year, that would have been a first-round pick because the Dolphins yeah. got taken away. It was the 32nd overall pick you gave away to trade for Clay, Chase Claypool. That, that would be one of the Just worst ridiculous. trades of all time. Oh, <laughs> Unreal. And then, I mean, I'd, 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 I'd go out on a limb here. And, well, I don't even know if it's going out on a limb. I'd say they've probably got the worst rushing attack in the league. Ro- Rosalind Johnson and Khalil Herbert. I mean... They can make stuff happen, but it's not going to happen. They often. get yards from it. They get yards from it, but like they're not, you know, they're not reliable at all. No, no. And then we haven't even mentioned their defense. My word, it's just it's. It, you can you could you could go on about them for 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 hours just on how poor they actually are. I mean, they were playing the Chiefs, and as you said, they got into their groove. They looked nice, but that was just standard Chiefs stuff. 27 points in the second quarter is abnormal, even for the Chiefs. And I think that just sums up what the Bears are in at the moment. And then they've got this, all this happening with their defensive coordinator as well. As I said, every time you think it could get worse, it just gets lower and lower for them. And it is a shame, um, but that's where they are right now, unfortunately. Yeah. Moving over to Washington, where they, uh, the Bills' defence picked off somehow four times to help them annihilate the Commanders, uh, especially because uh, Washington had nothing in this game. Uh, AJ Panazza's pick six in the fourth, uh, right in front of Howell, by the way, was the worst one by far. Um, the Washington, the Washington defence actually played quite well. That you know they've been really good to start. You know they've been honestly, even though you let up thirty-seven points again a lot of the time, it's you know pick sixes and getting the ball back yeah, off yeah, turnovers and stuff. But but let's think they've been they've been impressive all season. They won the game for the, the commanders in, in Denver last week. Um but the offense kept turning the ball over, you know, or, and and giving the ball away, and they just couldn't get off the field. So, so you know, it was a ten point game, I think, at half half time. This one was, but yeah. eventually, when you keep when you when you on defense for so much time and you can't get off the field, you, you're going to collapse. We saw it with the Saints, yeah. and we saw it with the Commanders as well. They just collapsed, yeah. and Buffalo ended up Buffalo ended up winning uh, by thirty four points in this one. Um, Josh Allen looks back. Gabe Davis had a good game. Stephon Diggs looked great as well. James Cook, you know, again, the Bills are going to be are one of the best teams. In um, in the NFL game, which I don't think we were going to say after the Jets game, but yeah, they found the groove the last two weeks, and again with them, them getting James Cook going is massive because we know Allen yeah. Diggs, Gabe Davis, we, we've seen this you know for a couple of years now. If 
them getting James Cook going now is is a real good sign for what they can be in. Say up a huge game in Buffalo against Miami next week. We'll, we'll think we'll know a lot more about both teams after that game. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, as you said, I, it's it wasn't on the Commanders' defense at all. You see thirty-seven points, and it's a it's a bit of a poor picture for them because they look nice. I, I, the first play I saw on that game was Chase Chase Young making a play, and you said. He's back. The commander's defence looked really, really nice and they just were not helped by their offence at all. You were talking about time of possession. I mean, that's nearly 10 minutes more time of possession for the Bills. They're just going to capitulate, which they did, 21 points in the fourth quarter. And again, that was probably, there were probably, there was probably a pick six, maybe even two thrown in there. Um, There was, there was one. Yeah, there was just one. Just one. I mean, still was. But I tell you, I. I'm surprised that the Commanders won their two games with, this, with I'd say, the state of their offense. I mean, they've got Sam Howell at quarterback. I mean, I, I, these are the kind of games I was expecting to see from him, if I'm being totally honest. Um, they won a shootout against the Broncos, which I think that sums the Broncos up. And it was a nice win for Washington. Having Ron Riviera as their head coach is very good. I, I like him a lot. Um yeah, it's 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 a tough situation for that for those for the commanders. Um, the Bills, yeah, they look like they're back with Josh Allen. Josh Allen played nicely. I like the look of James Cook a lot. I watched Monday Night Football Week One; he was fantastic. Week Two and Week Three again; he's been backing that up. Um, yeah, it, it was it was a nice performance from the Bills, and if they can keep finding this groove. I wouldn't say no to them making the NFC AFC Championship. They've just got to turn it on in the playoffs, which they've still yet to really find. Will this be their year? Hopefully, because they're a really talented team. I'd like to see them turn it on. Um, if Josh Allen can pick it up, why 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 say no? Exactly, exactly. Um, I think the, the commanders as well. We've, we've... Just to finish as well, it, it's not been Sam Howell that's one of the, the two games. It's been Brian Robson and Antonio yeah. Jackson. Yeah, yeah. The two, they, they, they've been running all over defenses the first two weeks, and the, to be fair, they did they did have their fair share uh, share of big plays, you know, yesterday as well. Uh, but Sam Howell's had a ball over four times, so yeah, <laughs> that that doesn't help. Our no. final game of the week was Sunday Night Football, uh, where the Steelers were 23-18 winners over the Raiders, and turnovers cost the Raiders in this one, like they did with the Ravens and many other teams this week in their home opener on Sunday Night Football. Uh, Garoppolo threw three interceptions, having a really impressive Devontae Adams performance uh, last night against Pittsburgh's defence, which obviously, again, has been great this year. Not yardage-wise, but certainly you know, situationally and sacks-wise, it's been all over the place, uh, which has been great for, for my TJ Watt Defensive Player of the Year pick. Um, <laughs> again, Adams was the star of the show f- uh, for the losing Raiders. He had 13 goals for 172 yards and both Raiders TDs. Uh, Pickett looked good too, actually. He had the best game of, of, the, of the year. Uh, and the Steelers actually managed to get some sort of run game going too, um, which they haven't done the last two weeks at all, uh, to pair their defence, who came out chance for them once again. Uh, and... Yeah, it was uh, there was a bit of back and forth at the start. The Raiders scored very early on. Jimmy Devontae Adams, a great throw from Jimmy actually in double coverage uh, for a deep touchdown on fourth fourth down and inches too. Three plays there, Kenny Pickett hit Calvin Austin in stride for a seventy-two yard touchdown, mm-hmm. yeah. and it slowed down a bit. Um, but you know, yeah, Jimmy's interceptions that that that's the story of the game really. The third one was just end of the game, you know, just trying to you know, jump. I I I, I could excuse that one, but yeah, the first. Uh, 
Levi Wallace was, had a really good pick, actually. He jumped in front of Michael Mayer, uh, and Pittsburgh got three points on the turnover, and then the second one was really bad. Which we had the ball for ages, no one was open. He just sort of chucked it in, you know, up to, to yeah. the right sideline to Jacob Myers into double coverage, uh, and Pat Peterson came under that and came away with it. Uh, but yeah, the Raiders offensively, offensively looked, looked alright. Although Josh Jacobs still can't get running the ball, which is interesting because it looks like the Josh Jacobs before last year, who again yeah. wasn't a great running back, and then he just exploded onto the scene last year and was the lead in Russia. Um, yeah. But you yeah, know the. the the Steelers are a better coach than the Raiders, obviously, and uh, and, and that, that showed really with the <laughs> Jimmy throwing three interceptions and really costing the game. I because again, yeah. I can't see Derek, I can't see Derek Carr doing that. It's a very Jimmy Garoppolo thing. I just, yeah. I just, I know, I just, yeah. Obviously, McDonald's got his QB and he's gonna live and die of it. And I think honestly, it will see him get fi- it will see him fired because yeah, yeah, you got. Jimmy, again, good week one, okay week two, terrible week three. It's what you get with Jimmy Garoppolo. He'll probably be very good yeah. next week again, and then and then you'll get you know, <laughs> bad game, terrible, good. You know, it's just it's just a cycle of Jimmy Garoppolo, right? It's just what happens. You know, he's 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 the definition of just below average. He's probably in the same tier as what I think uh, Brock Purdy would be in any other offense, but San Francisco probably in the same tier as of Daniel Jones with me, that kind of thing. Where it's just he's good enough yeah. to win you games. You, maybe when you get get you a fourth quarter comeback, but he will also sometimes cost you a game, and he did that today. Yeah, I mean, if you go out and get your guy a quarterback, then you're gonna, as you say, live and die by it. I mean, there'll be times where he'll play well, which you have seen from Garoppolo. There'll be times where he stinks it up really, and it's what he did. What he did yesterday. I mean, it was interesting to hear from Devonte Adams. I mean, I. I I, uh, I wouldn't say follow Devonte Adams now, but I still I'm still interested to see what he does because I for the league he's fantastic and some of his comments afterwards, which I saw floating around social media, were were interesting because it will it does give you a little bit of an insight into what is going on with the Raiders and I mean I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it's bad maybe it's just a little bit of a personal thing for Devonte but he saying something that he doesn't want to wait around forever, um, which is not really what you want to hear from someone that gave you 172 yards on the day. Um, it's 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 tough for the Raiders because, as you said, they've got the players. They've got, what, Adams and Myers. They've got Josh Jacobs, who is struggling to run the ball again. But next week he could run for 200 yards. It's just a really weird one. But Garoppolo's got a got to find something otherwise he could be he could be in trouble and what Josh McDaniel could be as well he's got his guy it's not working Steelers on the other hand Mike Tomlin's just he's doing it again isn't he He, as you said he he was your coach of the year pick and he's yet again he's just doing what he does defensively Steelers fantastic getting pressured TJ Watt doing what he does and Kenny Kenny two gloves making making plays when he can uh, Pickett was very nice. What two hundred and thirty-five yards, two touchdowns, managed the game fantastically, and uh, what another win for the Steelers. They're two and one, and they, as you say, they could fly under the radar for the playoffs. Still, I mean, we know what happened week one, San Fran absolute blowout, but they can still fly under this radar for for the playoffs. Yeah, for sure, their defense has uh, has won in the last two games, and uh, yeah. they will win more games because. 
when you've got TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith, and also they were missing Cam Hayward and Laurie Okunjubi in the middle of the midfield too. Mm-hmm. So missing yeah. their two interior defensive linemen in this game. So um, yeah, it's, it's a good sign for how good that defense will be. And uh, they, they have let up a fair few yards, but they, they've been great situationally, which is all that really matters at the end of the day. That's yeah. all for week three on Sunday anyway. Just to finish this podcast audio, I just want to get your predictions for the two games of Monday Night Football tonight. Uh, we have the Bengals and the Rams playing a rematch of Super Bowl uh, 52. No, 54, sorry. And uh, yeah. we have the Eagles and the Bucks playing as well. Um, two two very interesting games actually. Again, much better than yeah, the games in prime time this this week. Um, how do you, how do you see both going? Um, they're as you say, they are really interesting games. I'm going to start with the Bengals and Rams because I'm still going to put my neck on the line and say that the Bengals can. Well, they, they will. I still think they will make the playoffs. I said they'll win the AFC. They're zero and two now. I, they still can. They can still turn up. I'm going to put my neck on the line and say they will win this game. Um, I think if they go zero and three, then it is real panic stations for them, honestly, because Burrow, even though he might not play, it sounds like he wants to. Uh, well, obviously he wants to. It sounds like he might. Which would, yeah, it does. I mean, is the Bengals absolutely need that? He and Chase, they can't go this quiet for three games in a row. I, I believe that they just can't do that. <laughs> I uh, The Rams, though, have been so impressive. I just didn't think they'd have this start. Matt Stafford, I didn't think, would do what he's doing. He looks fantastic. He looks back to his best, which is nice to see. Uh, Puka Nakua is an absolute... has been unbelievable. don't know where this has come from, but he first two games for them, he's been an absolute find. Um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. I, but I said I'm going to put my neck on the line. Cincinnati will get their first win. Burrow will play. He will turn up, and they will get that win. Uh, and for the other game, for the what was it, Eagles and Bucks? Um, I'd like the Buccaneers have been nice. I have I've liked the uh, I've liked the two and oh, They've been doing what they've been doing. They've done what they needed to do. Baker Mayfield has turned up. He's played how he needs to, and they've got two wins. But they are going to be... It's a different It's a different animal with Philadelphia, isn't it? And although Hurts may be struggling without Shane Steichen a little bit more, they will. he'll find his groove. Uh, he may not be MVP, which was my choice, but uh, he'll play He'll play near enough that level. And uh, I think Philadelphia will go 3-0 and Tampa will have their first loss of the season. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm going to go for get-right games for both the Bengals and the Eagles, I think, because both are not as great, not as good as we yeah. thought we, they would be um, going into this year. Obviously, the Eagles are still 2-0, the Bengals are 0-2, but they still both have disappointed in different ways. I I think it's pretty sad, fair to say, especially the Bengals. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how yeah. those games uh, transpire. We'll, we'll wake up in the morning when you probably most of you are going to be listening to this in, tomorrow morning and uh, we'll, we'll see how wrong we are. But yeah, again, thank you for listening to the Full 10 Yards NFL podcast. Thank you for coming on again, Ollie. It's been <laughs> lovely to have you on, mate. And uh, and yeah, that's, that's, no, that's it. Thank you very much really. for having me. It's uh, always a pleasure. For sure, mate, for sure. And, uh, and yeah, like I, said, we'll, we'll, like I said to every guest, we'll get you on throughout the season. It's, it's nice to have all these 410 yards guests coming on uh, as we get through the year. Uh, but yeah, that's it, that's it for that's it for today, really, isn't it? That, that is it. This is week three 
complete. I will see you for the week four preview podcast, including a London game podcast uh, later in this in the week. But for now, I've been Sam. It's been Ollie, and we will see you next time. Oh.